Knack knack. Who's there? Uh, yeah, I'd rather not share that with you. Hey, no sweat. Come on in. Make yourself at home and take anything you want. Wait, you wouldn't let a stranger in your house. Why would you let anonymous traffic scrape your website? Introducing IP Info's Privacy Detection API, a fast and simple way to detect malicious traffic. Activate your free trial today at ipinfo.io and don't forget to use the promo code CODESTORY at checkout. When we were in our early stages, uh, we had this customer who said, if you guys do data ingestion, you know, we are interested in pursuing your, uh, in supporting you and adopting your tool. And being where we were at that time, we started doing that. I mean, although our goal was mainly transformations, but we said, okay, let's do this because the customer is asking for, and this is our first customer and so on. We went into that rabbit hole for some, for some time. <laughs> In the hindsight, that was a mistake. And that was not part of our vision. We just thought that was an easy path and it was, it was not. My name is Satish Jayanti. I am the co-founder and CTO of Coalesce.io. This is Code Story, the podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Labhart, and today I'll Satish Jayanti set out to create the only data transform tool for you to deliver data today and scale tomorrow. All this and more on Code Story. Satish Jayanti was born in India and attended school there. When he was growing up, his mom was a teacher and his dad was dabbling in different businesses. After he graduated, he started working for a software company, which ultimately sent him to Europe and then eventually to the U.S. 22 years ago. Outside of tech, he spends a lot of time with his family, his two kids, and he loves to play tennis and meet people doing so. As a father, he continually reminds his kids to be passionate about what they are doing and to do so with 100% effort. Prior to his current venture, Satish was building data warehouses for different businesses and firms in the industry. He saw firsthand how hard it was to bring a bunch of data sources all together and have them be compatible in a single source. He decided to set out and solve the problem by bringing a modern approach to the space, paired with automation. This is the creation story of Coalesce. Coalesce is a SaaS product. It primarily deals with data transformations, taking raw data and changing that data into a meaningful way so that, so that the business can run analytics and make decisions out of it. Now, this challenge has been there for a long time. Before starting Coalesce, I was at another company, but before that, I was on the other side, not as a vendor. I was building data warehouses for financial firms. But the main challenge had always been that the data that the organizations collect, it comes from so many different places in those systems that are dispersed systems. They're all built for a certain purpose. And when you pull all of that data together into one centralized place and look at them, it just doesn't feel that they're all compatible. Now you have this big challenge to normalize all of that data and make sense out of it. And that process, usually called ETL or transformation, this has been a, a big, big challenge through my entire career of working in the in building data warehouses. And Coalesce is handling or tackling that same transformation space in a much more modern way. 
you know, we built a tool from, from the ground up using the cloud technologies. And also we bring automation to transformations. We have seen the data extraction has been automated, where we have companies like Fivetran and a ton of other companies, where you pretty much configure certain things and you can move the data from sources to targets pretty easily. We have a great cloud platform, such as Snowflake, which kind of automates the entire tuning and scaling of databases. And on the other hand, we also have the visualization tools. However, this one area still needs a lot of automation and a lot of improvement. And that's where we have entered the market to solve that problem with and apply automation principles to data transformations. Tell me about the MVP. Let's dive into that. Tell me about that first product you built. How long did it take you to build? And what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? The MVP, it took close to a year to, to get something out of the door. We were, uh, this is during the pandemic. So we started right at the beginning of the pandemic. We hired um, a team offshore. We started working on the, on the product. We had a lot of experience on, in, the, in the space already prior to doing this. So we kind of had a good idea on what we're trying to build. As an MVP, we said, okay, how about our product? What it should do is to be able to build a simple DAG and our goal was to build and to be able to generate the code on Snowflake. That was our MVP, and that 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 took about a year for us to to do it. So, with any MVP, with building any MVP, you've got to make certain decisions and trade-offs, right? Around feature cut, tech debt, acceptance, or other things like that. Tell me about the decisions and trade-offs you had to make, and specifically how you coped with those decisions. Definitely, it was very challenging, of course, because our vision was to build a thousand things into the product uh, to, to make it very, very useful. But it was always the priorities, right? And the number of resources that we have and the time that we have. And so it was all always challenging for us to figure out what is the most important thing that someone, that the organizations would benefit. You know, there was a, a time when we kind of started saying, okay, shall we do in data ingestion? Then we said, okay, that's not what we are. We want to focus on the transformations because people are looking for best of the breed solutions. So we said, okay, let's focus purely on transformations. Okay, so if we do on transformations, then do we f- support multiple platforms like other than Snowflake? We said Snowflake is the best platform in our opinion that's out there for hosting a cloud data warehouse. So we went with that to say, hey, let's let's just focus on Snowflake for now. As far as the features go, again, as I said, things like schedulers. Do, do we want to build a scheduler? So let's say you build a DAG, you want to uh, schedule it. Do you schedule it using a scheduler that's provided from by CoalOS? Or can you just use your own scheduler? So that was another decision where we said, hey, there's tons and tons of open source schedulers out there. There's no reason for us to invest in that. Yeah, it would be convenient for somebody to just kind of build a graph and just, or, or you know, and then schedule it right away from Coalesce. But from an MVP standpoint, we said, that's not scalable for us. We can't do that. And it's also not that valuable from our perspective. Okay, well, let's move forward then. So you've got your MVP, it's working. How did you progress the product from there and mature it? And I think to wrap that question in a box, what I'm looking for is, how you went about building your roadmap and deciding, okay, this is the next most important thing to build. 
So I think that helps when you yourself experience the pain points. So just to give you a little bit of background there, myself and my partner, we both came from another company that did have a similar idea. It was a software company as well. We have sold that product to large organizations, implemented, uh, you know, in Fortune 500 organizations, we built data warehouses, complex ones. And we have seen most of the pain points that we go through. And that really helped us prioritize and say, okay, what would be the most important things that we can build on our own? As we grow, we're going to listen to our customers, of course, we're going to get a lot of feedback. But based on our experience, based on our knowledge, what is that we should be doing in immediately. I, as I gave you an example of not doing schedulers, even prior to Coalesce, when we go with our other tool that I was talking about and try to sell that, a lot of people would say, hey, I want to schedule it with my schedule. I, I don't want your schedule. That product had a schedule. But people were like, I don't need that. By having that experience and also going through those pain points myself uh, in my past life, <laughs> that helped to understand what is more important. And as we grew, of course, we started collecting feedback, we talking to partners, we started uh, listening to our early adopters of the tool, building that roadmap uh, as we went through that journey. Let's switch to team. So how did you go about building your team? And what do you look for in those people to indicate that they are the winning horses to join you? When we started, uh, you know, my partner and I, and we, we kind of we, we hired a, an offshore team in the beginning. You know, we were still raising money at that time and we did what we could do at that time. But we knew, we always knew that's not going to be scalable. We needed somebody here in the, in the U.S. who is very experienced, very talented, who can kind of join us. And we found that person. You know, when we partnered with him, we, he started working with us. Everything changed because now we said, okay, how do we build our team? How do we grow from here? There's a huge amount of work that needs to be done. And we decided to start with a, uh, not based on, you know, experience, but based on people who are passionate about what they want to do, people who are intelligent, they can learn uh, and they want to learn. So those are some of the things that we wanted to see in a potential candidate. It's not about, it's not always about the pedigree. It's not always about, okay, what you have done in the past. It is important because it's a technical field and you need to know what, what the technology and how it works. But more important to us was that passion, that willingness to learn and the collaboration because, uh, you know, we can't build this company without a team. Well, we started with, you know, people who came out of boot camps, actually. Uh, these guys are dynamic, very smart. You know, they obviously did not have a lot of experience prior to joining us, but they had all the traits that we were looking for. We started like that. Now, of course, our team is a mix of, you know, veterans, people who came from boot camp but became rock stars, and then everything in between. There are senior engineers who worked uh, in large companies before, and they have joined our team. Let's flip to scalability then. You know, I could probably stitch together from your other answers maybe where you're going to go with this, but I'm going to ask it openly. Did you build this to scale efficiently from day one, or have you been fighting this as you grow and gain traction? The honest answer is we always wanted to build it for scale because we have seen scale before. So we knew that. However, when we started, we just did not have the team uh, to, to build it for scale. The architecture, the groundwork, the foundation, 
we always said that has to be in place. And we were able to do that, meaning the we know the architecture would scale, but how we stress tested and make sure that it performs at scale at the very, very beginning, no. But as we went through and became more mature, we have started making a lot of performance improvements and the product has uh, matured now to a point where the scale, it actually doesn't matter. We sit on top of Snowflake and we know Snowflake scales infinitely pretty much. And we are pretty aligned from that scaling standpoint. We can scale along with, with your target cloud platform. Well, Satish, as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built, what are you most proud of? I would say it's definitely the team. We started with two people, uh, my partner and I, and here we are with 40 plus people in the, in the, in the team. Amazing uh, team working to make this product the best. And at the same time, having fun while doing this. Like I'm personally very proud of the, uh, the team that we have. And of course, the product that we have built so far. Uh, we are very proud. We're getting a lot of um, excellent feedback from the space. There's a lot of work to do, but we're very proud of the, the team and, and what they have accomplished together. Well, let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. When we were in our early stages, uh, we had this customer who said, if you guys do data ingestion, you know, we are interested in pursuing your, uh, in supporting you and adopting your tool. And being where we were at that time, we started doing that. I mean, although our goal was mainly transformations, but we said, okay, let's do this because the customer is asking for, and this is our first customer and so on. We went into that rabbit hole for some, for some time. <laughs> in the hindsight, that was a mistake because first thing, the space was already crowded. We knew that. Second thing, that was not part of our vision. We just thought that was an easy path and it was it was not. Given how many companies were already doing that, plus how much work it is to do that. Also, it was not our primary background. Our primary background was more data transformations. So we had to pivot, kind of lose some time, but we were okay. I'm glad we did that and immediately corrected our course. So tell me what the future looks like for the product and for your team. The data transformation space is, is vast. There's so many parts to it. There's so many tools out there that solve particular parts of the, the problem. Um, and as I already mentioned, you know, ingestion and, and visualization and the, the data platform itself, but there's also data quality, there's data governance, there's lineage, data lineage. So we see that we want to be the best transformation tool out there. And what that means is we're not going to focus on the extraction part or the data visualization, but definitely whatever is in the middle. And that may include building data as a product, for example. You know, this is the, the new paradigm where um, we're talking about building data as a product. We, we, want to, we want to support those kind of paradigms and add value to, to, to companies. And what that means also is adding automation to every aspect of data transformation, wherever we can, making sure that we are continuing to provide data lineage and data governance as you're building this, because we don't want organizations to build something that they can't govern. 
because it quickly becomes a you know wild wild west and just harder to manage it. Our goal is to build enterprise scale platforms and make sure that we provide all the things that that somebody would need to go from the raw data all the way to preparing the data such that it is ready for you know visualization or machine learning or whatever you do after that all that whole pipeline is what we want to build let's switch to you satish who influences the way that you work name a person or many persons or something that you look up to and why i would say i've been lucky to encounter a lot of great people in my journey however my my parents you know when i was growing up in india as i said it was different circumstances you know my dad got into real big financial trouble when i was in high school and that kind of pushed us into pretty close to poverty my dad never gave up to support me uh and my other you know brothers and sisters that i have siblings for education because given those circumstances a lot of people were telling my dad to I'm the oldest so put him to work which means is basically end of your career or anything in India at that time because once you put him to work you cannot go to school he went through those difficult times and still was able to support me for my and provided me the education that I needed to succeed and I think I'm I'm very proud of that and uh, of him yeah So we talked about a mistake earlier, but a little bit different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do different or where would you consider taking a different approach? I usually don't think like that, but I already mentioned there was a, there was a mistake that we did about, you know, doing data ingestion and things like that. I can't think of any other things that I would do different. You know, from the beginning, from the outset, I had a great partner as a co-founder. uh and we had a great team and i i don't think we did we would do anything different so last question satish so you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing they're jazzed about it they can't wait to show it off to the world can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane what advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit i can think of two main things the first one being definitely you know if you have an idea in mind and no matter what people say definitely follow your gut and pursue it that's the number one thing of course that there's a lot of people encourage someone to do that and i also my advice is similar but the second one is have a co-founder have a partner who complements your skill set so if you think of it as a Venn diagram where you're one circle and the other partner is another circle and then there is an overlap you can write what your strengths are you can write what the other co-founder's strengths are and there has to be a good overlap that you both kind of agree on what your vision is how you run a company how you treat your employees who you hire and all of those things you got to be on the same page but my advice is if it's possible don't go solo try to find a partner I couldn't agree more. That's fantastic advice. Well, Satish, thank you for being on the show today and thank you for telling the creation story of Coalesque. Thank you. I enjoyed it. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. 
Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Labhart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.